saw the best idea on Facebook today. Okay, I was not on Facebook. What did you see you on Facebook today? So, so somebody, out of the generosity of their heart, posted that they are hosting a free snow shoveling class this week. This week I will be holding a free snow shoveling class in my driveway. Come and join the class and learn about the proper ways to shovel. Review techniques will include the scoop and throw method, the down and push method, as well as the upside down scraping technique. I will provide the driveway to ensure your training is conducted in the most lifelike situation. I only ask that you bring your own shovel. That reminds me of Tom Sawyer and the white whitewashing the uh, the fence. Do you remember that story? Not at all. Oh, okay. Mark Twain wrote this. Yeah, a long time ago. Okay, that Tom Twain, uh, Tom Sawyer is whitewashing the fence. Yeah, and the other kids say, "What are you doing?" He said, "Well." Whitewashing, of course. Nowadays we use whitewashing as to cover up something, but yeah. that was that was a form of paint. It was water based, and uh, they said, "Is it fun?" He said, "Oh, it's a lot of fun." Well, can we do it too? And he said, "I don't know. What do you have to give me? Uh, what can you give me for the opportunity to whitewash the <laughs> fence?" So one of the kids gave him, I think, an apple and something else, and pretty soon they whitewashed the whole fence for him. This is great. But they they paid him for the privilege of doing it. Yeah, no, this is that's it's very similar. I when I read this today, I was cracking up. I thought, oh, this is, I love silly humor, and this made my my. Morning. That that's why you do this podcast with me, silly humor. That's it. Hey, um, by the time people are listening to this, the snow will be upon us. By the way, say who you are. Oh, we didn't even in, get that in, far. in case they've never heard us before. Oh, let's be honest. No one new is listening this week. Uh, my name is Michael. It's nice to meet you. And I'm Father Herb. And, but no, this is the week we get all kinds of new people because by it's February sweeps by by Thursday. <laughs> yeah, right. By thir- <laughs> by Thursday morning, they're already bored oh, talking true. to each other, so they're listening, looking for something to listen to. Nothing, nothing else to do. Anyway, I'm I'm. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm. Excited. I'm, yeah, I'm looking forward to a little bit of snow. Well, okay. Did you go to the grocery store and buy the Oh, the, we've talked about the this. milk and eggs and I, bread. I almost texted you last night and said, Get ready for your French toast this week. Which is funny because at lunch today, my girls on the school lunch menu is, is French, French toast six. <laughs> well, I will the truth is I, I went out Sunday evening and I did need milk yeah. and bread. Mm-hmm. And what was the third one? Eggs. I needed yeah. all three. You get? Did you get them? I did, of course. But then I also got, I bought uh, fresh vegetables and oh. fresh fruit. Oh, you are much healthier. And then I thought with all this milk, so I bought some more cereal to make sure. So you needed some ice cream to wash it all down. Oh, I did. Yeah, <laughs> I, ice cream was on sale, so I I got That's a good. couple containers of ice cream. Two for not two for one, but two for whatever. For so, whatever the price yeah. was. That's great. Now we've been we've been doing quite consistently uh the hello fresh meals and we love them so our our refrigerator is usually stocked with with meals for the week so we're we're ready to go good um all right so here we are in february february 6th it's the month of many things the month of love for valentine's day it's black history month and what else uh some years ash wednesday but this year not so much but what's happening this week uh we have a snowstorm and we have Groundhog Day. Oh, and Groundhog Day. And it's also culturally the close of Christmas season. Liturgically, we ended it a while ago. But oh, right. It's the 40th day. Wednesday. Since Christmas. the presentation of the Lord. Uh, February 2nd. 
Yeah. Which is, is that have another nickname? Well, it's called Presentation of the Lord, Candlemas Day. That's what I was going to yeah. say, it, but I didn't want to look foolish. Well, I, Candlemas was in my mind. Yeah, Candlemas. It sounded and too much like Christmas. Candle. Oh, actually, that those are put together. Yeah. So, um, and then it was, according to legend, it yeah. was one of the candles from Candlemas Day mm-hmm. that St. Blaise used to bless the throat of the guy who had the the fish bone caught in his throat. And so now we have the the blessing of St. Blaise on February 3rd. Oh, I was going to ask what day is the Feast of St. Blaise? Yeah, so it's the day after. Is that the feast day? Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. Great. Well, nobody's going to probably be getting many throats blessed. Well, you can... Can you bless your own throat? Uh, I don't know. But you can you can bless throats any day of the year. Can I FaceTime you for a throat blessing on the 3rd? No, no. Oh, okay. You, can you know, fa- the church you has can, got to get with the times. You can FaceTime me, and we'll talk. <laughs> and I can show you show you how, my, how I dug out my driveway. No, no confession over FaceTime either. No, no. And the rationale for that is it's not a real voice. It's electronic. Sure. So people are not hearing us talk. They're hearing an electri- electronic simile, simile of, of our voices. This is deep. I'm hearing your voice right now. You are, yes. Yeah. But like even during COVID, the worst of time, I, I was visiting somebody who was in a nursing home and wanted confession, but mm-hmm. I was visiting through the window and we could talk through the glass. Mm. So talking through the glass is acceptable. Well, that might be no different than talking through a screen. It's just a little thicker. 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 <laughs> <laughs> okay, let us go on with the reading. Sure. Now, let, let me give the background. By the way, let me just say, yes, I'm having a great time in ordinary time. This is isn't win- it great? Winter ordinary time is just nice. I'm I'm gonna I'm just gonna say, I got a little tired of Christmas music this year. I was ready for it to be done, but now that we're in ordinary time, so you are Michael, aka the Grinch. <laughs> you know, I will admit, I will fully admit that this year more than other years i did sneak a few christmas songs prior to thanksgiving when they were on the radio and that might have ruined it oh you mean from at home not in church oh not in church no 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 no. i'm just saying for my listening pleasure okay you know once you hear those mariah carey pipes you can't turn them off (laughs) amen okay (laughs) i'm I'm moving on all right go ahead now one of the things you like about ordinary time is because it's everything is starting up yeah. In terms of scripture, we start at the very beginning, mm-hmm. as Julie Andrews would tell us. A very good place to start. Uh, exactly, Oscar. You know who Oscar Romero? No, uh, Oscar <laughs> Hammerstein. Oh, he, that he's the one who wrote the lyric. Not Oscar no. Romero and Hammerstein. Hammer. <laughs> They're not. They don't know each other. The, I was going to say Romero and Rogers. That has the better ring to it. All right, keep going. I'm sorry. You know, we'll never get to the scripture at this rate. I, I will stop. I okay, promise. so we're on chapter five. Uh-huh. Chapter four, we had last two weeks to talk about Jesus in the synagogue. Uh, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to bring glad tidings to the poor. But then today we move on. And this is where Jesus assembles his team or starts assembling. Remember when we built uh, the church? I do, vividly. Great experience. Yes, it really was a great experience. You're talking about the building or the people? Yes. Okay. But, no, specifically when we built the campus, did the campus expansion, the church building, the the offices, the extended parking lot. But the architect said, have a good team. 
and they were talking about the architects, the interior design, mm. the uh, civil engineers, yeah. uh, our own uh, parish uh, owner representative, our own team of uh, parishioners with different skills. I'm waiting for music director. And, and oh no, uh, that no, was not no. part. Of, <laughs> that was not part of the building, but technology was. So we put the team together, and uh -huh. it really did make a difference. Have a good team. Yeah. So that's what Jesus did. He had he created a good team. Sure. But he did not go uh, to Craigslist or uh, Angie to find out who to call in. Angie. So you are so father relevant. Yes, I, I do my best. Look at you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Instead, he went to fishermen. Yeah. Smelly guys. Yeah. And most of us know the story from Matthew's gospel where Jesus walked along the shore. But. And saw Andrew and Peter in a boat. And then he saw John and James and said, come follow me. I'll make you fishers of men. Mm -hmm. In Luke's gospel, in my mind, it's, it's uh, more powerful. And we are blessed to have that reading right now. And you get to read to the first part uh, where, where Simon says, Master, we have worked hard all night. Okay. You finish that line, and then I will pick up after that. Okay. Are we ready? This is chapter 5, verses 1 to 11. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. While the crowd was pressing in on Jesus and listening to the word of God, he was standing by the lake of Gennesaret. He saw two boats there alongside the lake. The fishermen had disembarked and were washing their nets. Getting into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, he asked him to put out a short distance from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the crowds from the boat. After he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into deep water and lower your nets for a catch. Simon said in reply, Master, we have worked hard all night and have caught nothing. But at your command, I will lower the nets. When they had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their nets were tearing. They signaled to their partners in the other boat to come to help them. They came and filled both boats so that the boats were in danger of sinking. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at the knees of Jesus and said, Depart from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For astonishment at the catch of fish they had made seized him, and all those with him, and likewise James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners of Simon. Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on you will be, catch you will be catching men. When they brought their boats to the shore, they left everything and followed him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, so in Matthew's Gospel, they're done fishing for the day, mm -hmm. and Jesus just says, come and follow me, and they follow. Sure. This one is that whole thing. It starts off with Jesus is in the boat fishing. I mean, I'm sorry, uh, teaching. Yeah. So he saw two boats, and he got into one and went a little distance from the shore. I've always thought of that as a, a fun way to teach. Sit in a boat a little distance from the shore and have the people line up on the shore. That reminds me of what you said in your homily last weekend about the Super Bowl parade down the river. Yeah. Did you know that? Did you remember that? No, I, di I didn't know that at all. But I thought that would be fun if the Toledo Mudhens had a Mommy River Parade. I'd go. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, muddy on a float. <laughs> Maybe he'd swim or fly. Does a Mudhen fly? A, a true Mudhen? No. They're not, no, they're not sky a, dwellers. A mud hen are, well, they can probably fly a little bit like a chicken does. A chicken will fly 
10 feet or so. Mm -hmm. When we had, we had free range chickens and we also had some trees and they could, they could get up to a lower branch of a tree, maybe to perch there overnight. But they're not soaring. No, they're not. They're no no. eagle. No. Okay. I'm sorry. We got off topic. No, you got off (laughs) topic. Right. You came with me. Okay. (laughs) So, okay. Let's, let's picture this. So Jesus went from Nazareth out to the sea, the sea of Genezareth. Mm Mm-hmm. What it has two other names. Can you name the other two names? I was going to ask: Is is this the same as the Sea of Galilee? Yes, it is. Okay. And what's the other name? The, the Romans gave it another name: the Sea of Galilee, the Lake of Gennesaret, and the I don't know the Sea of Tiberias. Oh no, I wouldn't have gotten that. Yeah, which is pretty much a Roman name. Okay, but the same body of water. Yes, I mean we we do that different times. Things are named according from different directions. Yeah. You know, what is the English Channel called from the French side? The French Channel? No. no. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> La, La Manche. Oh, again, on the tip of my tongue. Right. Just Well, I mean, they're not going to call it English. Can you imagine the French saying, we're going to go across the English Channel? No, that, no not at all. They, that doesn't sound like a, a right. Frenchman. Right. right. Uh, I looked it up to see uh, what do the Brooklyn people call the Brooklyn Bridge? What do they call it? Are you ready for this? I'm ready for it. The Brooklyn Bridge. They? <laughs> well, it's got their name in it, so that well, seems... because that became the official name. Yeah. In 1915, uh, before that, it was called the. It had a couple of names, but one was the the Bridge of New York or something. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. You are just full of facts today. I, these are fun things. This is wait till after the snowstorm when he has time to even read more stuff on the internet. Yeah, my head is filled with insignificant trivia. It's, and and a few important things. No, it's good. You have you have a lot of important things in your head. Yeah, I remembered your name today. I was I'm proud of you. And th- th- yeah, what do you call me when you like me and when you don't? <laughs> La Manche. Right. Okay, so uh, Jesus taught from the boat, and there again, that's not in Matthew's gospel. Here, here, it, it couples Jesus as a teacher with Jesus as doing some action. Yeah. So he's teaching, and that in itself is really pretty cool because he's. He's giving a lesson to the people. But then he tells them to go out into deeper water. What a, a powerful, powerful symbol. I'm kind of thinking that that is what religious vocation is all about. Or actually, maybe any vocation. You go out into deeper water because the, even the phrase deep water hmm. is all about risk taking. Yeah, It's all about going beyond your comfort zone. Uh, you know, you um, you go where no one has gone before. Claire and I uh, got a couple of good walks in yesterday and today out at Farnsworth. Uh, and I even noticed in your upcoming, I think it was in your upcoming bulletin, you talked about the footprints or tracks in the yes, snow. Yes, yes, I did. Yep. And uh, so y'all can read that this weekend in the bulletin. But you're going to tell us now. So you're going to supersede my comments on tracks by your comments on tracks well i just have i have a uh, a story that goes along with what we were just Good. talking I, about I, I do want to hear it so as we've been walking along the river in many sections where the the water tends to be a little more calm it's really frozen over quite a bit with with snow cover on it so you can see all of the creatures that venture out onto the ice including humans because there are definitely some human footprints that are walking out onto the middle of the river and of course we were saying oh my gosh i don't think I would venture out onto the ice because you don't know how thick the ice is, how how deep the river is there. 
Uh, but we had both agreed that like near our house where that we know the water is much more shallow, it wouldn't be as big of a risk to walk out onto the ice because you know that you're okay. only going to go ankle deep. See, I see where you're going with this. So, so sometimes it's easier to stay in the shallow water because the risk assessment is not is not as big, right? You're going, oh, well, if I fall in, it's not that big of a yeah. deal versus being in an unknown area where you could get wet or drown. Yeah, deep water is always symbolic of danger. But it's also uh, countercultural in the sense that, and I'm not a fisherman, at least not fishing in a lake with nets. Yeah. But I believe they usually did not go into deep water with nets. Why? Because fish tend to be around shoals. Do, uh, can you define a shoal? That's uh, not a fancy way of saying school. No, 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 no. <laughs> a shoal would be... Uh, Where do your kids go to shoal? Waterville <laughs> no, Primary. No, no, no. Boy, you really had caffeine this morning. This is only you? my second cup, Okay, I promise. Uh, no, a shoal would be uh, some sort of near the shore. Uh-huh. It, it it might it might not be a reef, but it would be some kind of thing where, you know, fish kind of like to be a little bit hidden. Sure. So they can kind of hide under, some, you know, maybe there's a, a sunken ship or something, so they're kind of, or, or boat, and so they're kind of hanging around that. Okay. Um, I, do, I notice very much if there's a pier into the water, mm -hmm. the, there, there's a lot of fish kind of halfway under the pier so with the net fishing they like to go where it's a little it's a little easier you're not have you're not having to go out so far you're not having to put your nets but down it's also so where where the fish tend to con congregate right you're not going to fish you're not going to fish where fish are not present and you know i'm not saying there are not fish in deeper water but they are farther apart sure. and so you don't get a good net full or you could get a whale Yes, sure. In the, in the Sea of Galilee. <laughs> or it's, no, it's the Lake of Gennesaret. Oh, right. Okay. The, anyway, so, uh, so the first thing is Jesus teaches. Then he shows them the great sign. goes from no fish. They couldn't catch fish all night to a great number of fish. Mm. And I, I love the image. It's so many fish. They filled two boats, and they were still about sinking. Mm. I mean, isn't that incredible image? Uh, like, come on, we got to get these fish to shore. Now, why did they fish at night? That's a great question. Have you ever thought about it? No. Would you like to think about it? I'm thinking about it right now. Okay. They were commercial fishermen. Yeah. And they would have to sell the fish. Oh, so it was fresh in the morning. Yes. Yes. You take them down to the See, open air market in the morning. All I need is a little guidance and I beat you to it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> So uh, they had all these fish. More profitable. And it doesn't say what they did with them. <clears throat> that was the funny thing. Okay, we caught all these fish. Now let's go follow Jesus and let them dry in the sun. No, I'm sure Probably that not. somebody sa said, well, let's quickly take them to market. Yeah. But uh, then, okay, so it goes from teaching to action to calling. Mm -hmm. And immediately Peter is overwhelmed. He realizes he's in the presence of someone great. And he says, leave me, I am a sinful man. Very powerful. By the way, it's parallel to the first reading for this coming Sunday, which is chapter 6 of uh, Isaiah, where Isaiah is being called to be a prophet. Mm. And he says, woe is me, I can't do this. I am doomed. I am doomed. That's his word. Okay, 
uh, are you, I'm going to use the word, the phrase, woe is me, at least once or twice today. That's my goal. That, <laughs> you might be thinking that on Thursday with yeah. a foot of snow outside. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so it goes from Jesus as teacher, Jesus as wonder worker, in great number, generosity, overflowing goodness, to calling his team, I, as I started with the team, so he starts calling the apostles to be part of it, mm-hmm. and then he leads them away, and here's the interesting thing. They don't give up their occupation as fishermen. There are many times in scriptures where the apostles are still fishing, Yeah, but they it's almost like they added to it. They, they fished as an occupation, but they were followers of Jesus and leaders and evangelizers as a vocation, Mm. which I find to be really pretty cool. Like, okay, no matter what our occupation is, we can in that within that occupation be serving the Lord and following him. It's, it's not just a secular job. It's how we do it. Well, and I think sometimes the mentality can be, Oh, we leave the church work for the church people, whether it's the clergy or those that work professionally in ministry or whatever it may be. But again, back to Paul's reading from two weeks ago, we all are important members of the body of Christ, yes. right? Every every member has a role, and we we are all called to live out that vocation, whether it's literally as a as a job for as you have done for. How many years have you been a priest? For, Forty-eight years. But no one's. Well, not, well, it'd be forty-eight in May. We're we're close. I mean, let's round up. We're almost to fifty at this yeah. point. So, all right. To one, to all, the vocational call. Oh, this. I'm going to write a book. Okay. Uh, Doctor Seuss himself. All right. Stay safe, everyone. We will have the uh, parking lot dug out hopefully by Sunday. Okay. Sounds good to me. Later. <laughs>